1: Anywho, we are on number 18, I think. (laughs) Could be a little off, but I'm not going to trip. And if you could just tell us your name and a little bit about where you're from and how you got here today. My
2: name is Allison Bond, and um, I saw on television, you know, how you're going to be out here for a month, and I just wanted to offer some Maybe not solutions, but I, I can kind of see how we got to where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think our culture is going to have to change mm-hmm. uh, in our communities. And maybe this is a venue to get the word out to other, uh, maybe to, to black churches, to, so that we can start changing our culture back to the way that it used to be. I don't know if that's going to work for the people who are already in the streets doing things. You know, nothing's going to change overnight. Mm-hmm. But I have, I do have a few ideas and about how things got to be the way they are now.
1: Okay, let's talk about them um, and 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 help me to understand. Um, when you say culture, define that for me. When you say culture, define that. And that, really not for me, but anybody that might be listening. What do you mean by? Um, When you say change culture, what does that mean to
2: you? The way we live, the way we act, the way we are raising our children, um, the things that we do, how we entertain ourselves, what we watch on television, uh, what we say in our households. Um,
1: And you're you're speaking, I'm assuming, primarily African-American culture. Yes, and so and the reason why I say that I'm asking that question okay. is because it, you know, that culture has, if the African-American culture is the African-American culture. However, no one would deny it has evolved. Right. And it, and it sounds like it it was one, one thing at one time, another thing at another time, and another thing at another time. So I'm thinking the culture is the culture. It is what all those things that make up who we are today. Uh, and I'm not sure I want to make sure I'm clear that because some people will say that changing that we have changed. We've assimilated. And other people say, well, we have we haven't changed. Uh, churches are still in every corner. And then some people say, well, we have changed because of X, Y and Z. That's kind of why I'm trying to get clear on on that cultural change piece.
2: OK. Um, and when I say culture, I mean, both the African-American and, you know, just the American culture in general.
1: There we go, now um, I'm feeling you.
2: There, there are a lot of things that have affected us mm-hmm. and the way that our children have grown up and the way they have become the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, How do we get here? Well, here, there are a number of different ways. Um, I think that children don't have the respect. For people, we have not taught them to have a respect for people that they used to have. We used to have children call people, Mr. So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so, say yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir, um, to have people respect, uh, have children respect us. Mm-hmm. And that has to be taught from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, children today grow up calling, you know, their uh, say people at church by their first names mm-hmm. and I think we need to go back to that um, honoring elders and so forth and just teaching children that they are not on the same level as adults mm-hmm. uh, another thing is with our language you know we have become much more loose on our language mm-hmm. you know people are, people are cursing <laughs> cursing within households and therefore um, children grow up with nasty mouths mm-hmm. And they, they are uh, in schools. Uh, they are curse now teachers. Mm-hmm. And the language is bad. And just in their common everyday language. The other day, I was, at, I was visiting a school. I was visiting a school. And I heard students talking among themselves. And they weren't angry. They were just talking. But there was a lot of cursing going on. Mm-hmm. and we've, become, we've come to accept that anymore on television they don't beep out curse words and when you do hear one beeped out you think to yourself, I wonder what they said mm-hmm. because now it's common when people are being interviewed on television mm-hmm. they curse mm-hmm. and it's become such a common thing that some people think it's funny to teach their young, very young children you know, to curse when they're talking mm-hmm. and when I was a child even words such as hell or damn, you couldn't call anyone a fool. You couldn't say shut up. You could not do that without being reprimanded by your parent or any other adult that was around. I said that's no way to talk. I think that that kind of language escalates fights. When people get into fights, people start calling names and so forth. Another thing about fighting is that kids don't get to play outside anymore and i understand how that has become Um, however even when parents are raising their children quote-unquote right and trying to get their children involved in sports and traveling teams and so forth it's the parents who are setting up the teams when we when children were young a long time ago you played outside you set up your own teams and you set up The rules, and everybody agreed to the rules, and if there was ever any fighting or anything that happened, you knew that, okay, we're fighting out here. Either we have to work this out, or we're going to have to go home, and your mother's going to call you in. If you couldn't play nice, you couldn't stay outside. You know, your mother would call you in the house and tell your friends, look, you all have to go home this is no way to act. The next day, you get back out there and say, well, you know what my mama said yesterday. We have to play fair, and, you know, you set up the rules. Over that fence, if you kick the ball over that fence, that's an out, because we have to go around and ask Miss So-and-so if we can get the ball out of her yard. We just can't keep kicking it over there all day and keep worrying her all day. So little things like that Mm -hmm. taught people how to get along well together, Mm -hmm. how to... Uh, another thing is just how to converse with people Mm -hmm. you know I think young people are involved in texting and they're all wrapped up in uh, these things that where they don't get face to face contact with anyone anymore and they don't know how to talk to people so if there's ever any argument that comes or if ever any kind of uh, disagreement an argument breaks out right away because people don't know how to talk to one another anymore and then the next thing you know there used to be some pushing and shoving and maybe a little scuffle or fight, but that has gone away and now things just turn into a big uh, argument over nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. They end up going and getting guns now. Oh, and knives. And, knives
2: and, 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 you know, it's just no fighting and no we're going to come back tomorrow and be friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know how to negotiate anything, how to work anything out.
1: Resolve conflict.
2: Right, right.
1: So what kind of, you know, what kind of... Ideas or suggestions do you have that might you know help us to sort of regain our footing you know and unfortunately, you know we've got in some instances generations who are pretty pretty and i mean i 'll say it they're pretty lost at this point because they were raised by someone who was raised by someone and they have no compass whatsoever for the type of discipline and social you know, construct that you just described. And so, how do you, you know, attempt to regain some of the footing uh, that many of us experienced early on growing up?
2: Well, maybe one thing that we have to do is uh, start a letter writing campaign. Perhaps you know within churches, to get them to write to TV stations and say, "We want to see uh, this type of show or that type of show we don 't want to see uh, shows about murder and mayhem all day long
1: because you 're talking about uh, initially dealing with the media
2: uh, yes, I think so, um, and people have to start thinking that what they watch on TV it 's like a vote if you watch. Shows that deal with crime constantly, all day long, murder and mayhem on television. You know, shows that say uh, women who stab their husbands, women who shoot their husbands, men who stab their wives, men who beat their wives. We have all this specialized stuff on television now because we have so much crime and so much, uh, so many things going on. And we have to begin to think. Why are we entertaining ourselves with murder? So I think that is something that we can start doing. Um, now, we
1: have some upwards to 300-some-odd channels. So are we writing to each channel? Or are we trying to go ahead it from a legislative perspective and hit... You know the uh, the FCC. Are we hitting the Federal Communications Commission? I mean, in order to really get on top of this, because I mean, we're talking this isn't ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox oh, anymore, I right?
2: I understand that, <laughs> and and I even think that it is uh, that the with the advent of computers and with all the channels, that's one of the things I had listed. You know, now that we have 300 channels to watch on television, you know, things are just. Totally out of control. You know, there has to be something that goes on all those channels. And when I look over the years at the type of things that have gone on with television, um, it used to be that Alfred Hitchcock was going to be the scariest thing you saw on television, or when you saw the birds, or something like that. And I can remember when The Exorcist came out that. People were horrified in theaters. People were running out of the theater. People were getting upset. People were getting sick in the theaters and throwing up and running out. And now pff, we watch that like that's
1: nothing. Well, we're desensitized because totally, of what we see.
2: Totally desensitized. I which one um, so. I don't know exactly. I don't think that a letter-writing campaign to all the different channels are going to do, but I think that we vote every time we turn our television sets on. And if they realize that people are not going to watch uh, these shows, and if someone perhaps publishes something or gets something out there that gets them to understand that this is our way of voting.
1: Well, okay. Now, you know, having said that, and I'm not sure, I know you got some other ideas that I want to get to, uh, but let's look at it from the standpoint of uh, YouTube. And there's a site now called World Star Hip Hop. Are you familiar with the, these? I'm familiar with YouTube. YouTube, okay. World Star Hip Hop is the number one website trafficked by our young people. Uh, many of the really outlandish videos that you might see. Uh, uh, on the news, or something of some, somebody you know, some fight or something that goes on, or somebody beating somebody up, whatever, ends up on World Star Hip Hop, uh, and oftentimes uh, they are approached by legal entities to say take that down, but the problem is, is by the time the legal entity shows up, it has gone viral. And they know this. And there are people who are looking to, young people, who are looking to create something raunchy, as raunchy enough as they can, so they can go viral uh, before, you know, the game. And so, you know, television is one thing. Radio is another thing. internet Internet radio is another thing. Or satellite radio is another thing. And the Internet in and of itself is a whole nother thing, you know. And... So I'm kind of trying to get to what is the, you know, how high up can you go? And high up may be the parent or the guardian or the grandmother or the pastor or something because it's so many channels to get to them.
2: I think that that's why I say we have to change people's mindset about what they do and so that people begin to hold themselves accountable for what they watch and what they see. And what they say and how they conduct themselves. Um, I understand that young people today, it seems like uh, while well, I was watching a Dr. Phil show here a couple months ago, a young lady was saying, I want to be a household legend. He said, what's that? She said, I want to be a household legend. In other words, I want to be famous for doing nothing. I want, a, I want a TV show, maybe. Well,
1: I don't know what that
2: means. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I want to I be on television. Uh, I want to make money by doing nothing and by being seen. I just want to be famous. I don't care how I get famous. I just want to be famous. And that's a mindset that we have to change in this culture. Part of the mindset is that whatever makes money is the right thing to do. And we need to start teaching our young people that that's not necessarily the right thing to do. We have to show them. Uh, when you look at the stock market, you know, a lot of us are in mutual funds and things and we don't know what we're buying. We only know that we want them to go increase in value right, right. so that we can make a lot of money. And we have to think that whatever it is that we buy, whatever it is that we watch these days, that it is. Is affecting somebody's bottom line, and we have to care about the things that we are seeing, the image that we are portraying, the things that we are doing. We have to care about whether or not we are investing in crime or investing in some kind of illegal business, and we have to care more about that bottom line.
1: Well, you know, and having said that, uh, that takes work, you know. I'm uh and, and And when we start talking like, like for instance, several years ago, um, you know we had a lot of check cashing places uh that came under a lot of scrutiny and Before you know it, once uh, the major bank institutions found out how much money these check cashing places were making, they started buying them and so people wouldn't know that, wow, by banking at, you know, this is not the truth, I'm just saying this, by banking at Bank of America, you're actually supporting checking the cash because Bank of America may own checking the cash. You feel what I'm saying? So if I'm against checking the cash, I may need to know that my account at Bank of America actually is supporting something that I don't support, you know. And uh, same thing with, uh, you know, the... Media companies the comcast and the the Comcast of the world, the cable visions of the world the you know the uh, you know these organizations own newspapers and radio stations and cumulus they own so many clear channel going on and, um,
2: just how Different things affect their lives mm-hmm. uh, and their children's lives, and how th- these things are going to have a ripple effect. Um, just like things 50 years ago have an effect on how we're doing things now,
0: mm-hmm.
2: the things we're doing today are going to have an effect on major. a major effect on what's coming up. You know. 25 years from now, 30 years from now, 40
1: years, 50 years from now. So you have any other ideas, any other creative solutions or things that you think might help us get back to where we once were? As she excuses the fact that I'm eating my my Daniel Fast-style lunch. (laughs) Uh,
2: One thing that I think about... um, I think no other ideas, but this is just a comment in general. I think if we had a brand new, spanking new plant that came to Indianapolis making widgets today, that our young people are not going to be able to get jobs, or they might be able to get hired, but they won't be able to retain jobs because so many of them have bad attitudes. They have bad mouths. They have...
1: Uh, work ethic. Oh, ethic,
2: oh, oh, right. Problems with work ethic. Um, just not understanding how the world works. And we're going to have to make sure that in some kind of way that this gets communicated to them. Um, I really think that they just wouldn't be able to retain a job the way that people used to.
1: I I call it blowing up the job. Uh, People will come to us and they'll say, Pastor G, I need a job. And then we say, Well, we can get you a job, you have a job tomorrow. That's not the problem. The problem is will you blow it up? As soon as you run into some conflict you don't know how to resolve. That's right. You know.
2: That's
1: right. Okay. So so here's the here's the question then. If in fact we're talking about you know, if we're talking about planting the type <clears throat> planting the seeds for what we want to harvest 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, plan to see today for what we're going to harvest then. What do you, what, hey y'all, what do you think would be the, who leads that? I mean, where does that start to you?
2: Well, I think a lot of it will have to start in uh, in churches, maybe in schools. Um, Someone
0: is going to have
2: to, I don't know, uh, there, there are any number of places that where it can start. You
1: sound like you're saying within the in, like. the, in the community, something.
2: In the community, in places where people meet in the community. And adults will have to realize that children are going to follow them, do what they say, you have to watch what you say around children because they will pick it up and they might not say it today or tomorrow or the next day but if you say something you shouldn't in front of a child they're gonna repeat that eventually and they're gonna really embarrass you one day in front of somebody Um, so i think wherever people meet wherever our community comes together Mm -hmm. and however it is that we we need to get the word out there
1: how do we support these types of efforts at these schools and these churches, I mean, everybody's strapped. Parents are working now two and three jobs just to make ends meet. You know, schools are underfunded, teachers are buying, you know, the supplies now in the classrooms. You know, uh, we're spending $50 million for a practice facility for the Indiana Pacers, yet we can't get, you know, uh, uh, streets cleaned and houses demolished in these kind of communities that have more vacant home tracks than, you know, than 95% of the other communities in the country. When everybody's strapped and everybody's working hard down here at the bottom, how do we sustain in these fragile communities these types of efforts to really do the kind of education needed to change behavior, in your opinion?
2: I do all the answers to those questions, but I do know that people need to educate themselves, the adults need to educate themselves, and they need to vote.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. I think that's pretty much it.
1: All right, you open up cans of worms. Let's talk about voting. <laughs> you said it, I didn't. Okay. Let's talk about voting because, you know, in this particular community, you know, this is the area where most of the felons end up when they come out of prison. If you come out after being a felon, you can't can't vote. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you feel about the fact that we've got a lot of um a lot of people um, who sort of being asked to step up in their communities to be responsible, yet they can't be ultimately responsible and make decisions over the people who make decisions over them in communities like this. Does that make sense what I'm asking? They're coming out with saying, you need to be responsible, but I can't be responsible to make a decision to determine who's the one that's determining what responsibility looks like in my community because I can't vote.
2: I'm gonna have to think about that one for a longer period of time. Um, I know that felons can't vote, but I know one thing I know that they ought to care about the communities they live in, mm-hmm. and they ought to care about telling someone uh, that maybe the things that they did weren't right and how they ended up where they ended up. Um, same as picking up a piece of trash. You see a piece of trash on the street. You know, we need to teach our children not to throw paper on the ground. And we, we need to be good examples of not doing that. We need to pick up trash when we see it on the ground. Um,
1: we sit out all the time around here. People just throw stuff out the car and they don't throw stuff
2: out of the car and Indianapolis used to be a clean city Mm -hmm. I used to have people that commented to me when they came to visit I forgot what a clean city Mm -hmm. Indianapolis was but there are a lot of problems and I don't have all the answers um but I do think that people who've been incarcerated uh even if you have a felony um I have to think more about the voting thing. But I think that they should care about their communities enough to assist in making things right. And one thing that they can do is maybe vocalize or say some things. um,
1: And maybe speak to some
2: young people about some of the things that they did that were the and incorrect way of, yeah. of living life. Right now, they are prison shows on television. And I I wonder sometimes if we're not teaching young people how to become glorifying. prisoners. Glorifying. And, glorifying. Right, right. Yeah. Glorify that lifestyle. And that's not the right thing, so.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to let you off the hook because you're looking like, okay, Pastor, you asked me too many questions. But... No, I thank you for your comments, and do you live in this particular area? Do you live near here? Did you grow up in this? I mean, give me an idea of... Uh,
2: no, I grew up in Indianapolis, not not over here, but I care about the city, and I see things all over uh, the city of Indianapolis that are going wrong, and, you know, I have ties to other cities that used to have more crime than Indianapolis had. And when you say to someone in chicago i live in indianapolis and when they go
1: Ooh, oh my god
2: that's that might not be a good thing wow or a friend of mine who used to live in Indian, in indianapolis who uh currently lives in detroit and who said well i'm going to visit my mother in indianapolis somebody said oh you better watch out because things are bad in indianapolis now I think those cities as well as ours, Mm. you know, we we all need to do better because it's just getting worse over the years. It's just getting worse.
1: Well, thank you for spending time. See you in there one more time. Allison Bond. Bless you. Thank you so much.